0: Welcome, everyone. This is our first episode of Getting Real About,
1: and today we are getting real about motherhood. Today we'll talk from toddlers to teens, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We will cover it all. So buckle up, ladies. It's time to get real.
2: Well, welcome, everybody. This is our first uh, episode of Getting Real About, and today it's motherhood. So we are jumping right in. That is just quite a... um, Topic that comes with a lot of a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of stuff. So uh, my name is Kira. Thank you for joining us. I am the mom of two boys. I have Rafton. He's a junior, but he's going to be 18 in July. And I have Brody. He's in sixth grade, so that's middle school. So um, yeah, I'm a boy mom. And mm-hmm. I, with me today are Elaine and Stacey and Mariah. So ladies.
3: I'm Elaine Johnson, and I have two kids. Both are in high school tia is 17 and uh, a junior at cedar park christian and i have dylan who is 15 and a freshman also at cedar park and man they keep me on my toes it's busy being a teenage mom Mm -hmm. but much better now that uh, my daughter is driving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: i am stacy philpot and i have four kids we have a blended family Um, My stepson, Taylor, is our oldest. He is 26. And my daughter, Haley, is 24 and married and Mm. expecting. So I'm going to be a grandmother. So So excited. And then um, my middle child is Blake and he is 21. And Ethan is my youngest and he is 19. Mm. And Blake and Ethan are still... Living at home. We have dreams of actually being empty nesters, (laughs) but it has not happened yet. So we are parenting two adult children at home right now.
2: All right.
0: (laughs) And I am Mariah. I have a three boys. I have Royce, who is six. I have Pratt, who is three and a half, and I have a brand new baby Mm -hmm. Briggs, and he is Mm -hmm. eleven weeks. We are in the thick of newborn stage. Toddlers and newborns. Mm -hmm. So we're full of it here. (laughs)
1: it's interesting out of four of us there's only two daughters yeah mm, that is yeah. Interesting. A lot of only boys. two girls mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a lot of testosterone in our home
2: oh yeah for <laughs> sure i feel feel outnumbered all the time so um what about ladies um the so let's get started with the hardest phase of motherhood um I think i it seems like I heard one somebody say once like the hardest phase is a phase you're in mm. have you somebody heard that before no so but that's good I, I don't know or uh, where that came from but I agree with that. I have, um, uh, with the teenager, I think, especially, and I think also, you know, when you have the pandemic layered in with stuff, this, this is, this is a hard phase. We've had a couple of really, really hard times with both my boys and the teenage stuff is pretty difficult as far as, um, because it's the level of, um, just kind of the real life stuff that, you know, those things that they're going out into the world and, the people that they're becoming. So um, the conversations can be really hard because they're really adult in, 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 in the subject matter. Yeah. Elaine, you agree?
3: Well, I actually think that the teenage years have been the most fun for me. Okay. And I would think based on my past history with my kids, I think the toddler years were the mm-hmm. hardest just because we were at home every day <laughs> on a schedule and you just don't have the freedom mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a planner. I wanted my kids down for a nap every day Mm -hmm. at the same time. So Mm -hmm. you are just you're being to the the tick on the clock. Mm -hmm. And I love being able to be a little bit more loose with our schedule and the kids are active and it's fun right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that does not mean that we have not had our challenges Mm -hmm. with teenagers because we definitely have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just different. Mm
2: -hmm. That's that's a good way to say it. Yeah, Yeah, this
1: is Stacey with all the adult children. Um, I would agree with your first statement that all of the phases have come with its share of difficulties and joys as well. And it's easy to look back on um, past phases as far as for me and think, oh gosh, that was so much easier then, especially Mm -hmm. if I'm in a hard moment or dealing with a hard situation. But I would say, if I had to choose the most difficult season, I would, um, say late teenage has been hard Mm. because I have a tendency to struggle with control. Mm. And when they're young, when they're toddlers and stuff, I could, I could control what they were doing. Mm. I could, I had way more of a say Mm -hmm. in their life. And as they create their own independence, which is what you want them to do, Mm -hmm. there's pushback, there's, uh, just they're navigating through some rough waters and they don't always take your great advice and so that's been hard and humbling for me um but right now i'm kind of i'm in a good today's a good day Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna take that as a win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: i mean i'm in i'm in the thick of toddler years currently i only have toddlers and babies (laughs) so This is the hardest, but Mm -hmm. also I don't know any different. Mm. So I haven't known different for the last six years. Now it's just adding more to the disaster Mm. constantly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's how it feels every day. Mm
2: -hmm. What do you wish someone would have told you to expect when becoming a mom? Anybody have any thoughts on that? Hmm.
0: I don't, I think mine was more like what I wish people would have told me to expect about having babies. Mm. Like, it's magical to have babies and everyone's (laughs) like, it's going to be this, like, you know, you just expect it to be this thing where you're, you bond. So, instantly and you don't struggle with anything and you know everyone talks about the labor oh I'm so scared of the labor I'm so scared of the labor and no one ever talks about the after effects of the labor of the going home and not Mm -hmm. being able to walk and the going home and now you have a husband who's like yeah but now I'm feeling a bit neglected you (laughs) know and then you (laughs) and then you're dealing with a baby who you don't know what they need and then you're dealing with postpartum depression and you're dealing with all of these things at one moment and this pressure of like get back in shape and get back to work and get back into your schedule and why are the dishes piling up in the sink mm-hmm. and why are you just sitting around all day and you know I feel like I wish that someone had prepared me for that that like onslaught of insanity and mm-hmm. the the idea that you know oh it's a big adjustment it's a big adjustment no one tells you how it's a big adjustment mm-hmm. no one tells you what that looks like no one says hey just you know know that your body's gonna be jacked and like that's gonna be all right <laughs> a little
3: bit. that's good for a long, <laughs> for a long time long time I mean <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: no one ever warned me so I think that's something that I wish you know I've always gotten so much parenting advice that's not something that women are shy about giving mm-hmm. so for me it's like right. I just wish someone had told me the physical
3: stuff yeah so that's it for me that's a good point well, and mm-hmm. all the ugly things that come with yeah. it, too. Like, I wish somebody would have told me, like, pack extra breast pads, yes. you know, because you'll be out at a store and you're, like, leaking through your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too much information, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
2: I uh, remember, I wish somebody would have told me that you um, had to teach a baby to sleep. Mm, you know that mm-hmm. that 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 the piece I just thought you would set them down in a crib like Rocky did in the movie and it was <laughs> like it became a y- years long experience in our family and I just didn't know this was little thing a little thing of like you have to teach your baby how to sleep so
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: I have thought more often um and uh, I feel like as a kid, I was sometimes I was hard on my mom at different times, or I just thought, oh, she doesn't get it, especially as a teenager. And I find myself now, I more recently, saying to my kids, like, oh, I can't. It's a parent thing. You don't get it, but mm. you will someday. And I do look forward. To, and I don't. Know, maybe that's wrong, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait because I've had those moments when I've had to tell my mom, I'm mm. really sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you knew what you were talking about, yeah. And wow, I I could have given you a break, but I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. My kids don't know, but they will. And right. there is satisfaction in knowing
3: <laughs> yeah. they're going to know. I have know. uttered those same <laughs> yeah. words to Tia. I'm like, just you wait. Yep.
2: <laughs> wait till you experience it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um. What uh, What are some of the things about motherhood that you find that make it rewarding for you?
3: Mm.
1: Um. When my kids were little... Um, and then there was a time in my life when I was a single mom for about five years and they were really young. Um, Ethan was just a a baby under a year old and Blake was, I think, barely three and Haley was seven. And so during the summer I would, um, when I, I would always go shopping at, at Fred Meyer on Fridays. And so in the summer I'd have all three of them. And they'd all be in the cart. And so many people often would say, Oh my goodness, you so have mm. your hands full. Wow, you've got your hands full there. And for one, I would get a little bit irked mm. because I'd think they're hearing that. And yes, they were a handful at mm. many times, but I didn't want them to ever feel like, oh, mm. they're, they're I'm a lot. Um, and so I'd often just respond and say, I sure do, my hands full of love. Aww. And I know that sounds really corny, <laughs> but I wanted I mean I did I felt very lucky and I I don't say that like oh my gosh everything was always so great it was far from it but that I I am so I just love them so much even Mm -hmm. now and just on Mother's Day I had the opportunity to just go to lunch with uh, just the three of mine and uh, I was I said again like I did when they were younger I feel so bad for all the other moms out there with their kids. You guys all have great kids too, but you know how you feel about your kids. And I was like, I have the best kids Mm -hmm. and that is coming after I've had even recent years of fear and frustrations with them, but just Mm -hmm. that love, it never ends. It Mm -hmm. truly never ends.
2: Mm -hmm. And I love your perspective too. It's one of those things that kind of comes back to perspective with your hands full of love, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just Mm -hmm. looking at it in that beautiful way. And I think, um, I, it's funny, I remember, gosh, when Rafton was a Teeny Teeny, uh, infant, and I was pushing the cart in Fred Meyer, you know, when they're in the little carrier thing, and a woman literally came running over to see him, to just, she's like, you know, oh, the baby or whatever, and I was just like, this is weird, there's just this lady (laughs) running up to see the baby, but it's like, now I get that, you know, he's so close to 18, and, you know, talking about being an adult, and all those things you can do, he'll be able to do legally or whatever. And even though it's a number and adulthood, but I just think I understand why that woman Mm -hmm. ran after my cart because I now I'm the one, oh, you know, so it's just funny, those things that where you are in your season and Mm -hmm. and this, the the perspective that you have. So
3: I found it really rewarding when my kids make good choices mm, on their yeah. own without mom prompting them. That gives me good great ones. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, I've had someone come up to me before that said, Hey, Dylan just did this and it showed such awesome character. I'm like, my son did that? Mm-hmm. Like on his own, he said that? That's so cool. Um, it just, it's a proud mom moment mm-hmm. when they can just be grown adult or make grown adult choices and um, it's just a reflection of their character. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, and it represents your family and represents God yeah.
0: so well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does.
0: I always pick up on like on the little things that I do that my kids now do. So mine was, I, I think more tangible things like I'm always playing with my kids' hair. If they're standing near me, I'm like playing with their hair. Mm-hmm. I just love running my hand through their hair. And I remember sitting in the car in the back seat like a month ago and my oldest Royce who's six was sitting right next to me and he just reached over and he started playing with my hair oh. mm-hmm. and I was like it was just such a simple thing for mm-hmm. him it was more of a comfort thing and um and and or I'll randomly be sitting with them and I'll just look at them and I'll go I just love you, mm-hmm. and so then my toddler, my three and a half year old, looked at me. and then he goes, "Mama, I just love you." And I'm yeah. Like, I'm like oh, okay, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really nice. So I think it's when they pick up on some of those little things that I do that I'm like, okay. Now when they start picking up on some of the other things I do, that won't be <laughs> quite. Yeah, so yeah, and they do. They do. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. yeah they I know. Do.
1: Trust me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already seeing some of that. My biggest frustrations with any of with all of my kids are the things that are most like me that they'll oh, do yeah. something yes. Yes. and I think and that's,
2: yeah that's, oh, they
1: got that from me
2: mm-hmm. or they got yes. that from their father <laughs> yes. that's what I'll <laughs> they'll say oh darn they got that gene <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah yeah which kind of leads to um, you know as far as embracing motherhood Mariah kind of touching on what you said like how do you embrace it and I think it's in those to me it feels like it's in those moments mm-hmm. and having the uh, having an awareness and being present, like I one of the things that I do, that I love, um, again tw- twelve year old and seventeen year old now, I love to walk in the room in the morning, the smell of a sleeping boy. Aww. You know, it's just like I just breathe it in and I just think they're here and they're sleeping and what a just what a gift and I just I it's it's just one of the best things to just be and then watch mm-hmm. those because <clears throat> that's the other thing those faces never change those mm-hmm. the sleeping face from from Baby. Ab, from from newborn all through their lives that never changes you, that that look of peaceful contentment when they're asleep and you just see them, they're always, you know, they're always your baby, and there's, I don't think you see it, uh, you see it the most when they're sleeping. I,
1: I totally agree, and I know that this is a motherhood topic, not marriage, but do you think that same thing when you look at your husband? <laughs> no.
2: And I love my husband, but I don't, I don't
1: look at and go oh but i did with my kids
0: i swear if he keeps snoring <laughs> i'm gonna start punching yeah <laughs> yep, that's we're our house throwing too. blows in my mm-hmm. house i think this morning i noticed out to your point a little bit i noticed this morning you know, when I was a kid, I was always so affectionate with my mom. And so I pick up on it when my kids are that way to me because Mm -hmm. I'm super affectionate. And whereas my husband's not so much, obviously male versus female, but also he didn't get that a lot growing up. Mm -hmm. So I pick up on the fact that I need to be almost overly physically Mm -hmm. attentive to my kids because I don't want them to grow up the way my husband did of not feeling that. And so like I've been noticing the last couple mornings, I've been waking the kids up earlier than they want to be up. And, um, they'll wake up and they'll, they'll start to get dressed or they'll come downstairs and they'll come down from the bunk bed and they'll just collapse in my lap and like, just right up against me. And I'm like, Oh, I forget. Like, that's something that I remember doing to my mom. Like Mm. my mom was near, I was just gravitating towards her. I was climbing in her lap. I was getting as small as I could. I was resting against her even as like, an adolescent I remember doing it when I was like 12 and I just those little things that's when I embrace it the most is when they just come and they just do those things that you know my six year old still does it and he's massive in my lap but he's still doing it and I'm
1: Mm -hmm. like okay this is nice Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. that so yeah you and Kira are going to be the mothers like in I love you forever that are like crawling across town (laughs) no 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 (laughs) I
0: I don't (laughs) want to be that mom (laughs) please for the love do not let me be that mom (laughs) I would like to be the mom that releases her children when they're old enough to be released into the wild and yeah. say, be on with yourselves. Find a woman that'll take care of that for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, yep.
3: And I find that motherhood or the the time that we get with our kids is mm-hmm. so fleeting. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I just had my kids, mm-hmm. like I just birthed them. Mm-hmm. And I have one year left of Tia being... Yep in our home. She's going to be a senior next year. And that girl is going to fly the coop Mm -hmm. (laughs) as soon as she can. Mm -hmm. She just wants to be an adult. She wants to live on her own. So I find that I have tried to embrace these years as best as I can by just staying involved. And whether that is I've offered to coach all Mm -hmm. her sports, you know, like, Hey, do you guys need a coach for that? I'm happy to help. Can I run the score clock? Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do that just so I can be around them. Um, so it's also to open up your home to all of their friends, Mm -hmm. make it that place where it's welcome. Always have food, always Mm -hmm. have the snack drawer full. Um, and I've noticed that when Tia comes over with her friends, they don't like like junk food. They want the big bowl of cut watermelon and they want the healthier snacks, which I always thought kids just want chips and, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but having that fun place for them where where they can come over and watch a movie or go Mm -hmm. sit in a hot tub or go play spike ball out in the lawn, Mm -hmm. something, but also being that mom that's willing to drive the kids to all of their events or be that carpool mom. And it's amazing what, kids talk about
1: well it's like they forget you're driving like you'll notice Mm -hmm. that
3: mariah when your kids get older um
1: but when they're in the car it's like they think you're this this chauffeur that can't hear and they just start talking to their friends about everything and and it's really the best it's also the best place to have conversations with Mm -hmm. your kids because they can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. captive audience totally i mean we've had some of our most difficult conversations on drives because I mean, I suppose they could jump out of the car, but mine haven't. (laughs) And they they do know like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. shoot, I'm in the car. She's doing it again. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, we need to talk.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and also there's something about being in a car and you don't have to make eye contact. You Mm -hmm. can keep your eyes on the road. You can say what you want to say without looking them in their face and seeing their reaction to it.
1: That makes Pastor Dan told me a long time ago that that's one of the best ways like husband and wives to um, have a communication is on a walk Mm -hmm. because men often don't want to be looking at in the yep. eye when they're having to talk mm-hmm. about their feelings or hard conversations. And so I would attest that that has been mm-hmm. a great way mm-hmm. to communicate mm-hmm. with kids or spouses.
2: Yeah, that's good. I to follow up what you said, Elaine, as far as the carpool and things and, and, and kind of this. I, I saw something, gosh, I think just in the past day or two, and I wish I could remember to be able to attribute it, um, something about a pediatrician saying something the last year lasts. And I think it's funny because you're sometimes those carpools are exhausting, and you know you're meeting at the elementary school and driving to practice or whatever, and then dropping off or whatever, and it just feels like it's never going to end, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get their licenses, and mm-hmm. then you can't remember, well, when was gosh that that's done, and then you can't remember what was the last time I drove the carpool yeah. yeah what was mm-hmm. the last oh it was yeah, somebody like with the last time you went to the park, you know they just it just one day it's over and you don't know that wow. so you don't have you can't sort of process it or almost maybe bid it farewell mm-hmm. it's just yeah. gone and then you're mm-hmm. looking back on it so that's, that's kind right. of a
3: it's fleeting
2: yeah it really really is and I think that's the thing too when you're staring when you're at 17 years old and you're staring that right mm-hmm. in the face as far as college and things it's like gosh this is um it's it's mm-hmm the time the time as we've known it as a family with our family living as a family unit is coming to an end Mm -hmm. it's something we're about to enter a big new season and uh, Stacey I bet you have some real insight there
1: well I'm looking forward to the next like seasons in fact um at one point we I I will warn you like you you think that they're leaving but they like all of ours have come back multiple times (laughs) And um, like I mentioned at the beginning, right now we have two at home, but at one point last year, we just had one of them at home. And so we really had a taste of that empty nest. And at first I was kind of nervous because so many couples, their lives are, they revolve around their children, their activities, what they do as a family. And then all of a sudden you're back again at just you know, you and your spouse, which is how it is meant to be, mm. yeah. and that it's another just reminder of putting your spouse first mm. because that is who you're supposed to be with at the end. Um, but it 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 has not been as scary. Again, okay. we haven't actually gotten to that point, but our boys are gone a lot, so mm. we have those moments, and we really enjoy one another. So I I look forward to the seasons and. We really are excited about being grandparents. I mean, Mm -hmm. my grandma, who is so excited about being a great great, said to us a couple weeks ago when we celebrated her 88th birthday, she said, Oh, you are going to love having grandkids so much that you're going to think, Why didn't I have them first?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, Mariah, just thinking about you, Mariah, and that sort of constant that ty- the tiring you know everything it, this just the, those days I, I, you, where you feel so exhausted mm-hmm. at the end of the day and I just think you know but you know as much a, to treasure those you know like you're doing is when mm-hmm. you treasure that it's like you just think about even you know like reading a book or mm-hmm. the whole taking a bath mm-hmm. you, that they you know when they were little just those things that are if you like you're do again, like you're doing, just treasuring those mm-hmm. because they. Yeah.
3: Well, and kind of to hop onto that point, I still tuck my kids in mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 15 and 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, Tia, she wants the massage gun running Ooh. on her back, and oh my gosh, prayer. <laughs> I mean, she takes full advantage yeah. of that time. <laughs> Whereas Dylan, he invites a dog up on the bed, oh. and we, but I tuck them in mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. night, and it's become something. Something that we look forward to and it's special and even when he has buddies over. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's I love cool. that. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mom, you have to come tuck me in. And so then I'll tuck him in. And then he just gets up and goes and still hangs out with his friends. <laughs> oh, but that is don't so skip that little portion <laughs> yes. of our yeah. night.
2: <laughs> that's neat. I love that. Neat. Do you feel because you're a woman, uh, that parenting has fallen to you mostly?
3: Not at all. Alex, I feel is very hands-on. We are 50-50. And a lot of times when I'm struggling and having a hard time, and that's usually when he's clear-headed and mm. strong and he can go in and jump in and parent and, and, you know, vice versa. Like if he's frustrated, that's mm-hmm. usually i of not. So it's like this beautiful thing that like God has orchestrated. So no, I don't feel like that I'm alone on this island
1: i I definitely have again, um being a single mom for a number of years, i it became and and my first marriage, that was actually a little bit a part of the demise is that we just really became good partners in parenting, and we didn't address one another's needs as husband and wife. um so that can be addressed during the getting real about marriage. <laughs> but um then, as a single mom, you know, it was, I, it was just me and the kids and it, we kind of became me like the four musketeers Mm -hmm. a bit. And so then when I remarried, you know, I wanted my husband, he, my husband had his son who was 14 when we got married. Um, so that was difficult. Just anybody out there that's in a blended family knows like there it's, it's a whole nother dynamic that you are adding to marriage and to parenthood. And I kept, I would always tell my husband, I want you to just, why don't you love them like they're your own? And I remember, and it has so stuck in my head. He said, you want me to love them like they're my own, but you don't want me to Mm -hmm. discipline them Mm -hmm. like they're my own. Mm -hmm. Because when he would get frustrated with them or if he would get upset with them, I would get so defensive and think, oh no, those are my, those are my kids. Why are you talking to them that way? And I mean, we've been married now for 12 years. And so that has been something we have had to work through and and I would say it's still in progress, even as adults of how we navigate things like that, but no, there's definitely and and that probably is a large part of um again being having stepchildren and step parents, but yeah, I would say mm-hmm. I have felt like and he's a fabulous, fabulous father and husband, but it just is a different dynamic it's mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think. I even feel that way. And we,
0: I'm, we're we not a blended family. So, you know, I very much believe that my husband has the most incredible qualities, mm-hmm. but being intuitive and taking the initiative when it comes to the needs of our kids aren't always the first thing in his mind. And mm-hmm. so there's, yeah, there's plenty of times when they, you know, and it, it's normal. I, I think most of my friends deal with it. When my kids walk right past dad to come over to me mm-hmm. to ask me to get mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, he's right. You mm-hmm. walked right by him. He's it right, never ends. He's right by the fridge. So I think in that regard, it falls to me in the sense that they don't want dad to do it. They want mm-hmm. me to do it. But then on top of that, I think sometimes it's easy for him. And I don't want to bash my husband. He's amazing. Yeah. It's sometimes easy for him to fall into that of being like, mm-hmm. well, I, don't, I don't have to do it then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, and there are times when he's like, I'm sorry, I, I want to do it. And I'm like, I know. But here here he is, like playing on his phone in the kitchen. And they're like, Mom, can I have a snack? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> he's right sure, I'll just go ahead and get up and do it. <laughs> Let you me know? get out of
2: bed yeah. and go down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: That,
2: that <laughs> so, is funny. That's so
0: weird. I think mm-hmm. because of that, he falls into the a bit of the habitual. OK, not stepping and doing it from the beginning but he's an incredible provider and he takes mm-hmm. care of everything around the house you know he mm-hmm. takes care of all of the the honey do list and all the mowing and he does all of that stuff and he does a lot of our disciplining i'm more of the yes parent he's more of the no parent mm-hmm. and so he handles a lot of the disciplining but i would say on the whole yeah i would feel like parenting is sort of my job in some regards because mm-hmm. that's just the way it is i think that's how kind of god intended it to a degree too I mean us moms to be the caregivers and to raise them up. I mean that's sort of how he designed us. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's sort of natural. That is
2: funny though those conversations. Mm-hmm. Oh you well upstairs in bed or do whatever <laughs> you do mom uh, ask your dad he is right now (laughs) in the kitchen next to you which is fun you just wonder what that is
1: but i have been literally out of town on a girl's trip (laughs) and my kids are home with their dad stepdad Mm -hmm. and uh, he's been in their life for many of their years and they'll be like mom can i go spend the night and i'm like what in the world i am in another state right now (laughs) I I have a question. I want to
0: know what you guys glean some. I need to glean your wisdom here. And that's what is something that God has used motherhood to refine in you or to teach in you? Mm. So what is something that like, yeah, you guys are now better because your parents at. Patience is an easy aunt. Well, I don't want to hear patience. I mean, this sounds so cliche, (laughs) but
1: nothing has caused me to go to my knees in prayer more than for my children. Mm. And the number one thing, I mean, there's so many things that I want for my kids. I want them to um, be good people. I want them to have a good work ethic. I want them to have good values, but more than anything, I want them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and just the constant, constant prayer. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I cannot, I, you guys probably feel the same way, but just express that enough that you can never stop praying for your Mm -hmm. children, no matter how old they are. Mm -hmm. Mm.
3: That's a good one. Well, it just makes me realize I just can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's opened my eyes to, it really does take a village to raise these kids. And you need to, whatever phase you're in, whether you're in the grade school years or high school years, like I just, today, I just texted a friend and I said, Hey, I need your help. Can you help me pick up Dylan today from school? I have something going on, and you know, like just simple little things where we need to reach out to all those moms and not be afraid to be like you know the martyr, and you need to admit that uh-huh. you need help and um and that does also come back to Stacy's point of prayer, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, we really can't do it on mm-hmm. our own, and I wake up every morning and I listen to my Bible reading, and I listen mm-hmm. to g c three sixty five mm-hmm. every morning and <laughs> I just feel like that's a, a find something to get you in the, the word every mm-hmm. day, because having that starting your day. Um, and even if it's just a prayer, like, Lord, just give me what I can handle just for today. And, I, and he does. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's I mean, he never gives you too much mm-hmm. or he knows that you can handle and you're like, Lord, you just think I'm mm-hmm. like a multitasker today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but mm-hmm. you always do. Mm -hmm. So just lean on him and lean on your village. Absolutely. The whole, I
1: I always love the, just the idea and the purpose of the body of Christ and that we work together. And I I know for myself, I have had moments of shame and guilt as a mom and things that my kids have done that I've been embarrassed by and I don't want to talk about it. And I just want to crawl in bed and cry about it. And the last mm-hmm. thing I want to do is admit it to my friends. Mm-hmm. For one, I feel a little bit of like a failure at that time, mm-hmm. but for, I, I have had to share it with my friends because for mm-hmm. one, there is power mm-hmm. in numbers in, in prayer for God or to God. And just, they do share that burden and they're not going to be shocked. And mm-hmm. they're not going to judge you if they are really your friends. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're Christ followers, they mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. sharing the burden and it mm-hmm. really does feel so much better when you're able to get it off your chest yeah. and cry Absolutely. with somebody about it
2: mm-hmm. well and i think yeah i would just follow up to kind of what elaine is saying that you know and stacy you know with the with prayer i'm gonna say as far as refinement it's and building my relationship with the lord you know um we are in it's well, I think it's funny, like I kind of said to somebody earlier, it's God has a sense of humor I'm recording a podcast because I think I can't remember, either this morning or last night. We're in a season with my older son where um, or an experience where I said, you know, I thought we were at the, a low, but we've gone even lower mm. and it's even harder and more difficult. I didn't know we could be into the depths of mm. this um, hard time and painful so, just every word that you can think of I didn't I thought we sort of had maxed out on mm-hmm. on on the hard time but we've gone a, a little bit lower and and I've reflected been reflecting you know but I know sort of as a mom I guess I'm doing what I can be doing and know to be doing in reading the word in praying in in talking just talking through him and hopefully also encouraging him through the word or directing him to some, uh, Bible passes passages because Mm -hmm. it's just, I, you for the, for heart, the, you know, again, sort of these hard adult, real, real life things going on with peers or, um, other young adults. Mm -hmm. I, I, I cannot, absolutely cannot do that on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, I mean, you know, when maybe they were younger and it was a hard day, I could maybe get some goldfish or fruit snacks and that what made it everything okay for a little bit. But now it's like the, the, the things are so hard. Some of the days and the experiences and the situations, you know, with, with social media, with friends, whatever the case may be, it's like, I cannot. I cannot do it on my own. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no way I have to lean. Like, and I, in fact, I just thought that this morning, I, it would be so easy. You just want to go, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I just said, so this is the time I have to lean into the Lord. I just, I'm leaning in. If, if somebody else is, is leaning out, I'm still Mm going to lean in. That is the only Mm -hmm. way I, that's the only way we Mm -hmm. will kind of forge through this. What would you want your kids to say about you when they have kids of their own (laughs) someday?
3: have you guys ever thought about that yeah I want my kids to say my gosh my mom was like so fun Mm. and adventurous and an amazing cook Mm. and Mm. you know like she always let my friends come over and you know I hope that someday that's what they say and I hope that they when they have kids of their own that Mm -hmm. they invest and Mm. you know coach their child soccer team Mm -hmm. or you know Mm -hmm. do all those fun things and so you know, it's just making goals for, I think it's the things that maybe I necessarily didn't get as Mm -hmm. growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. my parents came to all my games though, like they were involved in that way, but my parents were kind of hands off. Uh, I kind of got to do what I wanted to do. And, um, but I also didn't like share a lot with my mom. And so I've also learned to, ask open thoughtful questions mm-hmm. with my kids instead of hey how was school today and instead of asking that question I'm like what was the hardest problem on your biology test today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it makes them have to like ooh yeah. what was mm-hmm. it you know my son's really into golf right now I'm like what was the best shot that you made on the golf course mm-hmm. and he gets he lights up mm-hmm. and just they'll start talking when mm-hmm. you ask those open thoughtful mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm
2: purposeful very purposeful, purposeful yeah. what you're
3: asking mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um
1: there's a new worship song out right now by uh Elevation Worship called Talking to Jesus and when I first heard it I was like this song's kind of weird it's it's <laughs> sung in story form mm. and so it's not really a sing along song mm. and after that's a problem <laughs> right?
2: I mean- It is.
1: If it's not a sing-along, I mean, what's the point? (laughs) But then after, and I I listened to worship song in the morning or worship music in the morning. And so after about the third time when it was playing, I started getting emotional. Mm. And I thought, this is what I want my kids to think of for Mm. me, because it talks about his grandma and she was always talking to Jesus and he thought it was always weird and that she was mumbling. And then he got his dad talking to Jesus. He's been talking to Jesus his whole life. And I thought, that's what I want my kids to know that i i went to jesus in the hard times and i maybe Mm -hmm. didn't always represent him in the best way Mm -hmm. but i always went back to him whether it was for forgiveness for praise and on a daily basis i sing jesus lover of my soul Mm -hmm. i mean i've been probably singing it for about 26 years now Mm -hmm. and when i catch my kids singing it like i heard Blake a couple mornings ago he was in his room and he's just singing it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh he like and it's because he's heard it his entire life Mm -hmm. and yeah,
0: that I'd was, like, that's that was cool. fun. I'd
1: like to point out
0: that even I sing it all the time. <laughs> I'm sitting at my house. Stacey. you're not even my mom. You're not even close to, you're not even old enough to be my I mom. But I'm walking around my house going, Jesus. I'm like, stay, dang it, Stacey. And she can sing, though. Yes, she, she can sing. Can sing. I, She's I, a real singer. I would
1: give you an example, but I yeah. don't want <laughs> so, They're like, I'm
0: not tuning into this podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I like what you touched on too, Elaine, as far as that, um, maybe kind of what you grew up with or what you didn't grow up with and how that affects you as a mom, you know, do you, anybody have any other thoughts on that?
3: I do actually, um, my, both my parents came from parents that didn't physically like embrace. Mm -hmm. Um, there was no hugging. Mm -hmm. Um, we even called my dad by his first name until we were about seven years old. Mm. We called him Bruce because Mm. my mom would say, well, go ask Bruce. Mm. And so one day, all three of us kids were like, so weird. Like all of our friends call their dad's dad. We should Mm. just like make a pact and just start calling him dad. And we did. And it was so weird. (laughs) And then um, even going into, I think it was the first time in college, we were calling our parents on the phone and, I just said, I love you. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. And
3: that was the first time. I mean, we never said mm-hmm. I love you. We wow. never gave hugs. They it just we I didn't come from of an affectionate family. Mm-hmm. And so when Alex and I had kids, gosh, I kinda of get emotional even thinking about it. Um, I made a pact mm-hmm. that my kids would never feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell them every single day, multiple times a day, I hug them in front of their friends. I don't care <laughs> if mm-hmm. they don't I mean, and now like I'll be, I, I coach my daughter's track team and she'll come up to me in front of all her friends mm-hmm. and, and give me a hug. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I like that. I, mm-hmm. I love that actually, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah. So our growing up years do form us to Absolutely. be the people, mm-hmm. but we can change those things too. If we mm-hmm. didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I, it, this isn't quite parenting as much, but it, it reminds me what you were saying reminds me of the fact that. My um, husband was raised in a southern home and a lot of the things that he believes now or is is combating now as an adult are things that were just bred in him. Mm -hmm. And opinions about people, certain types Mm. of people, ways that he thinks about them, words that he might use to describe people are things that came from his parents. And I love them very much, but they are very traditional Southern people. And so it's, something that I've started to kind of bring to his attention since we've been together now. And for the past 10 years and the other day we were sitting in the car and he was talking about a person and he was like, man, he's like, I just, I, my heart broke for them because why is their sin any more than mine? And why do they not deserve the same grace I deserve? And like, and I like almost started crying because mm-hmm. I was sitting here thinking like there for years, I've been telling you like mm-hmm. the way that your parents raised you, the things that you've believed for your whole life. Uh, we're combating them now because you're looking at people differently and not in the way that Christ had wanted you to. And so I don't know, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Cause I'm like really putting <laughs> him out there, but like, I was so proud of him. And I was realizing mm-hmm. that like, you know, we do are raising our kids. And so I I sat, I looked at him and I was like, we need to be so careful with our kids. Mm-hmm. We need to be so careful in how we speak about others mm-hmm. and how we treat others and the the types of behaviors that we tell them they should and should not be allowing. We to our, how do we address other people's sins when it comes to our kids? How do we tell them what's allowed, what's not allowed, you know, what what's following Christ and what's not? How do we say that their sin is bad, yeah, but your sin is just as bad. It just looks different. And I said we need to make sure that your our kids were raised differently than you and mm-hmm. he's like you are so right and I just mm-hmm. think that was so it was such a poignant moment in our marriage cuz I was just sitting there like this is the human that like I want raising my children mm-hmm. and it was just such a nice thing mm-hmm. so anyways mm-hmm. that just reminded that me of good. that the way that you mm-hmm. said that so mm-hmm. yeah we are capable of change yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and I think it's also kind of a it's an example of it's you can take maybe what you grew up with you can, um, take, you can take it and change it, but also the things that you loved about your childhood, you know, like for example, um, well, speaking of motherhood, you know, um, we, uh, we laughed a lot in my family, you know, we just always had fun together. And, uh, you know, my mom just was up for a visit recently. And that's, that's what I hope, I got kind of just a legacy of laughter too. I hope we can laugh together in our family. So it's kind of maybe the things that weren't so great that you can change, but then the things that you did love and, and, and were meaningful to you, you can also carry in the, carry those on. So yeah. it's kind of both of those types well, of things.
1: Well, and I've met your mom and oh, Ranny does. She has a fabulous laugh. Yeah, it's contagious. Loves to laugh. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think speaking of things that we've taken, what's what's a parenting phrase or quote
0: or tidbit that's stuck with you through the years? So this is one that I have been thinking about a lot. My pastor growing up, he said there was a time when he was interacting with his kid and his 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 daughter had said did something wrong, and he looked at her and he was like, "What is wrong with you?" Mm. And his wife stopped and was like, "No, no, we're not saying that. There's nothing wrong with her. She did something wrong, but that's there's nothing wrong with her." And that. I remember listening to that when I was 15 Mm. and now here I am with three kids of my own. And that's something that my my husband and I've always said from day one, we'll never say what's wrong with you. Mm. We'll say, why did you do that? Or Mm -hmm. why did you make that choice? But it's never what's wrong with you because we don't want to instill. And so that tiny little nugget, I don't Mm -hmm. even know if he knows Mm -hmm. that that little nugget stayed with me. So Mm -hmm. what is something
1: that stayed with you? One thing that I've said to my kids and and it is interesting because as we've transitioned now that they're all adults um but growing up and, and often I would say this with my daughter and I, I'd hear a lot of times people are like oh my mom's my best friend and, and like when they were mm. young and I when I'd have to give them some hard boundaries and hard conversations and I would remind them I'm your mom, I'm not your friend. I know that Mm. you might not like me very much right now, but Mm. I love you. Mm. And this is why we're having to do this. And I know that they would get frustrated at times, but I had to say it sometimes to remind myself, I've been given a job and a responsibility to raise them and to teach them the truth and guide Mm -hmm. them in truth. And so I have to do that as a mother. And it's been fun now as adults, because I am seeing the transition of friendship especially seeing mm-hmm. with my daughter now expecting it. It is fun to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And she does come to me still as mom, but also as a friend. Mm-hmm. And even with the boys, I'm seeing that and mm-hmm. enjoying that transition.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, something comes to mind that you hear often and it's the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a cliche thing yeah. to say but it really is before you know it, they're going off to high school, then they're driving. And Mm -hmm. then I think it's God's way of like preparing a mama's heart when they start driving because they're still in your home, Mm -hmm. but they're gone all the time. And I'm like, you know, it's like the nine months of pregnancy that prepares you for sleepless nights because you're uncomfortable and you can't get to sleep and it's just uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm kind of going through that right now. Like I don't see Tia very often because she's gone all the time. So it's not going to be that big of a change when she goes off to college. Uh, So it's just, we have to take advantage of all the little moments Mm -hmm. still when they are at home, we're sitting around the dinner table together and Mm -hmm. um, having conversations. Like I pulled Dylan and his buddy Sawyer into a card game the other night Mm -hmm. and it was super fun, Mm -hmm. you know, just taking advantage of.
2: You know them being home. Yeah. Being so there. yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think I. It's funny. I I had I. This was a a bit of a hard question for me, but then as you I was sitting here listening to you, one pop the thing one thing popped in my head as far as um, admitting when I blow it and mm-hmm. asking my kids for can you please yeah. forgive me? You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, just um. There's been yeah. I mean. I don't know, not a ton of times, but you know, there's just been times where it's just like, oh my gosh, I handled that wrong. My language was terrible. I mm-hmm. flew off the handle. I mean, you know, kind of what, however, whatever kind of bad thing that you want to say or do or how I reacted would not, was just not how I would have wanted to react to any person and to just to kind of own that and say, hey, you know what? I blew it I'm sorry will you forgive me mm-hmm. um and just and and talk it through um to get to get t- to the other side of that because it's mm-hmm. I, I I want them to also understand that you know again we're all human beings and we don't and we just just I, we just blow it and I you know there's been times I've done done that as a mom so
1: I've, ha- I've had to eat humble pie. Yeah. Right, a few times, which mm-hmm. makes me think of the, um, I would never have, what are some, I've, I would <laughs> never, or my kids will never oh, do that. Yeah. Like statements that you like one very, very beginning. I, I was literally so naive. Um, I was pregnant with Haley. So my oldest and, um, we had gotten pregnant right after we got married. And so I had a lot of pretty still wedding gifts out, a lot of crystal. I worked at the Bon Marche at the time. <laughs> and so a lot of our friends work there as well. And so I had all this stuff out and, um, I can remember somebody saying, oh, you're going to have to put that away that you're not going to be able to have those things put out. And I literally said, oh, well, no, I'm just going to teach her no. And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it either later got put away or it got broken. So I learned very quickly and it was probably a great beginning humbling step because it did teach me to never say never to things and stages that I have not yet been in because I don't know what Mm -hmm. it would be like.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like seeing uh before my kids oh came into our life mm-hmm. you know you'd be at the store and you'd see that mom with a that child that's just having yeah, a total a meltdown like my kids will never do yep. that yep and then now <laughs> after having kids I'm like I got you I've been there
2: that's so true that is true
3: I'm still I'm still there we are still mm-hmm. melting down in the and store we got you. you thank you, yeah. you, thank, you.
0: <laughs> thank you for the grace I always was the you know we're i'm in the era of screen time so my kids will never have that much screen time (laughs) oh no (laughs) their own ipads no way yeah Mm -hmm. they've got their own ipads Mm -hmm. um the other thing is is you know the, the snacks that I feed my kids. Yes, we have Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's what we eat sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I'll never give my kids yeah. Pop-Tarts for breakfast. You know how much sugar is in Pop-Tarts, you guys? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll never do that. And then here I am like, here, have another Pop-Tart. It's all right. Take it. You want more screen time? Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Yeah>. that's mine.
2: <laughs> I think recently within, the, you know, with the remote learning, you know, we I started off, we started off strong in yeah. September and Oh, they're always going to brush their teeth. They're always going to put on clothes in the morning. They're always going to sit upright at a desk. And then it's just like, uh, then all of a sudden it's horizontal in the pajamas <laughs> yeah. with the same clothes from yesterday. So I was like, "Oh boy, yeah, that that one didn't stick." Yeah.
0: Now the standard is just waking <laughs> up.
2: Please <laughs> just <much>. wake up.
1: <laughs> At least wake up to turn on the computer.
0: <laughs> you don't even need your camera on. Just turn it
2: on. Oh yeah, <laughs> cameras off, right? Um, what about uh, your? Funniest mom fail moment uh, when I was thinking about this one, I, I'll i start with this because this is, this is, it's, it's the funny, the funny thing about this question is <laughs> it's funny now. It was, oh, it was the worst mom moment at the time, but it's when I was, uh, so I was pregnant with my youngest. So my oldest was five and I had an appointment um, with the doctor um, and it was, you know, the, the time was carved out because, you know, she had. She had little time in between appointments and they would squeezed me in or whatever. And so um, my son was five and he came, was coming to the appointment with me in his Spider-Man outfit, like Spider-Man Venom. So we're sitting there at the appointment and, you know, having this heartfelt conversation with the doctor, and I'm gleaning her knowledge and just having this in depth conversation about my current pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) And Spider Man (laughs) spits in my face. I, like, he had never spit in my face or at me any time in my life before that, nor has he since, but he chose that time to spit right in my face, and I was like, so this doctor is sitting here talking to me, and she thinks, and she's having another one of these? It was just, it was terrible, but again, that was, uh, I somehow failed in that, I don't know how how I failed, but I somehow did to have a Spider-Man spit in my face in the doctor's office, so...
1: Yeah. What, the thing that comes to my mind and again and I I still don't actually think it's that funny but um, <laughs> um Ethan was probably gosh he was elementary and Elaine I think we were actually on our way to dinner at your house and we we're leaving um no no that was a different incident In this incident <laughs> somebody called me at work and um he had come home off of the bus and you know we've got the automatic garage door door coming up and apparently and i didn't know this was happening but he we it's got the handle at the bottom and he would ride up the he would hold on to the bottom (laughs) of the garage door and ride up it while it went up like oh that's fun then he dropped down well i didn't know that he had been doing that you know him and his brother both came home at the same time his sister was already home so she was kind of watching them not very well (laughs) and (laughs) Um, he did it enough times. It pulled the garage door off of the tracks and nobody was hurt in this. There was no child danger. In this. <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, oh, I was so, oh, just angry. Yeah, yeah. that was one yes. of many. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. uh,
0: I think so when I had Royce was okay. this was probably would have been when Pratt, my middle was, gosh, a year, year and a half ish. So a couple years ago. I had, um, my husband had taken Royce to a friend's house cause I had a bunch of girls coming over. We had an event team meeting for the Lake Stevens campus. And so we were planning out our next event. And, um, so Mark had Royce and I was like, okay, well, why don't we go out to a little restaurant and get a little appetizer now that our meeting's over? And they're like, oh, sure. Yeah. So we all pile in the car and we start driving out and I call Mark and I'm like, Hey, just so you know, the girls and I are going to go get a little appetizer. And he goes, um, Mariah. Our youngest child is at home, asleep, in bed. Who's home with our child right now? <laughs> Driving. Oh and I had, just, <laughs> I had just gotten out of the neighborhood. And I was like, so I didn't get very far. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me that. Oh and, my I goodness. Pull over and I'm like, so I'm not coming with you. I forgot my kids. At home Home <laughs> alone. And I was like, yeah, that Real was a life. mom
3: fail. <laughs> well, that that, that <laughs> might win. I don't know. What do you win. got? Win. <laughs> yeah. But, I just can't think of a very specific <laughs> She's one, like, but good. man, I've had a lot of mom feels. Mom <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have forgotten my kids at school Me before. too, me yeah. too. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think all moms kind of go through that I, phase mm-hmm. one. Oh, shoot, I was on pickup duty. Today. Yep, <laughs> yep.
0: I still regularly do that. Thankfully, they go to school in the same yes. building I work in, so it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, they're constantly texting me, so are you going to come get your kid today? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep him. You just forgot mm-hmm.
3: about that one. Yep. <laughs>
2: And uh, so what was your, what's one of the best ways someone has supported you or come through for you as a mom? Mm.
3: Well, I think this stems back to what Stacey said earlier is that we need to uh, lean on other moms mm-hmm. and share what we're going through because when, when, me, when I go through that same thing, mm-hmm. then I know she's also got my back. So mm-hmm. Stacey had shared some stuff with me about her son and then lo and behold, a year later, my my daughter goes and does the exact same thing and getting, you know, called into the principal's office twice within mm-hmm. like a month was not fun. But I knew that who I could call to be <laughs> like, walk me off the cliff or, <laughs> you know. Bring me back, you know, to reality <laughs> or here. push me off, or push me off, either way, <laughs> put me out of my misery. Yeah. Um, but it just gave me some clarity mm-hmm. that you know I'm not in this by myself, that kids do make the choices that they do, and it's how we walk them through it. And it was just so nice to know mm-hmm. that I had someone going to bat mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it's when people share
2: openly and honestly mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. their hardships, and that you can. Then you can call upon when you have a similar experience. This is kind of well what we're doing, you know, get getting real, hopefully about just what you're going through, and not just um, oh I'm fine, it's okay. And that's what I think. The more we can uh, share that stuff, the more we can. It just makes us more relatable, and it it take not only does it sort of take the burden off of us, but it also is it just opens you up to more. Being able to be supportive mm-hmm. when you yeah. sort of put it out there and 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 just not not worry about what somebody's going to think, but you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, today really is a hard day, mm-hmm. and just I'm going to share about it. I'm not just going to say it's an okay day mm-hmm. well, and when I
1: think of support, I think of encouragement mm-hmm. and that we all want to continue to do better as a mom and as wives and and just as women in general and I mean, just you three sitting right here, you each have encouraged me at different times in my life when I'm just feeling like a failure or just, like you said, having a down day and um, just being able to share honestly mm-hmm. and to have literal encouragement, prayer again. If, if somebody prays for me, um, mm-hmm. there is that just automatically gives me peace mm-hmm. and kind of comforts my soul. Um, So being willing to do that, I know that that's Mm -hmm. not always a real comfortable thing for everybody. But just knowing who you can call for those kind of things Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, or then knowing who the good cooks in your life are. (laughs) And you're like, hey, can I get a meal? (laughs) I'll be right over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, though, there's uh, we have we all have different gifts to help one another. And so knowing Mm -hmm. Who your friends are and what their gifts are. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think ultimately it comes down to the idea that people want to bless others. We want to be a blessing. So, the idea that I have the opportunity—if you share with me what you're going through, then I can bless you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell me, I have—I'm—you're you're taking away my opportunity mm-hmm. to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of a, a girlfriend of mine. My dad was going through some health stuff and I was just having a really rotten day. My to-do list was just so long and I just was melting down and I called her and I'm like, I'm just having a rough day. I need you to just pray for me. And she said, okay. And then she goes, and actually, why don't you just meet me in the Walmart parking lot in 20 minutes with your kids and bring them a change of clothes, bring them some pajamas and drop them off with me. And she took them home. She fed them dinner. Mm. She put them in their pajamas. She dropped them back off at my house full bellies in their pajamas, ready to roll. And it was like, I didn't ask her to do it. It was just one of those moments where she Mm -hmm. knew Mm -hmm. she Mariah needs this. Mm -hmm. And that has resonated. It's been like two years and that's resonated with me. And it's been one of those moments that I continually think about and want to cry just because I think Mm -hmm. she just knew she saw Mm -hmm. me. She knew I needed it. And she said, all right, I'm doing it. And like, I'm not asking questions. I don't care what you're doing. Bring me your kids right now. And I was like, thank you. I don't want to deal with them right now.
1: That is so (laughs) good. That makes me think of Job and his friends who were just with them, Mm -hmm. with him during Mm -hmm. that time when I was going through my divorce and it was just such a hard, painful time and so many tears. And I remember uh, one of my girlfriends and I lived in Yakima at the time had called one night and my kids were gone at their dad's and she said, what are you doing? I said, oh, nothing. I'm just folding laundry. She said, okay, I'm coming over to help. And she literally just, mm-hmm. and she was a little ways away and just drove over and helped me fold laundry that mm-hmm. night.
2: And she was just there with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would just add real quick about like when those people, when those friends cross your mind, what, you know, when uh, somebody comes to mind during the day and, and you're able to just kind of that maybe nudging from the holy spirit Mm -hmm. say hey thinking of you you know i think sometimes Mm is when people cross our minds like that during the Mm -hmm. day randomly if we can sort of act uh, act through a text or something because i think sometimes that's a nudging of the holy spirit that they need they just need a word. they just need to know you're thinking of them so sometimes they just stay open to that Mm -hmm. so well ladies thank you elaine mariah stacy we're getting real about motherhood today what a what a Joyful time it's been to yeah. just share and really talk has. together. And um, next time we'll be getting real about summer plans, Ooh. June 9th So that's exciting that that's coming up around the corner. Yes, we're getting nice. ready for summer. So yeah. thank you, thank you for being here.
1: I kind of want to sing a song about summer, Ryan. Do <laughs> you got one for us? <laughs> summer, summer, summer time.
2: There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us.